This is going to be an interesting show. I'm just going to say. Yeah, that's right. We have a, a solar consultant slash stand-up comedian. Oh my goodness, what, what? could go wrong? <laughs> when disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two. One. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, thank you. You know, listeners have been asking for a show on home solar systems, and we give our listeners what they want. I think we've got a track record of that. Our guest is Glenn Engel, a residential solar power consultant. He's going to give us an overview of why installing solar might make sense for your home or bug out location. And then he answers Patreon questions. And of course, as usual, we continue the conversation in the after show, which is available exclusively to Patreon supporters. So, Glenn, now that we're going to talk about solar today, I have a question Mm. for you. Solar power gone mad. Nope. Yes. What is another system in your home that could be damaged and destroyed by an EMP or a CME? Um, Well, when solar power goes mad and you have trillions of jillajoules or watts or whatever (laughs) they are, it could fry everything like your solar panels. Like your solar panels. So, So Is there a way to protect against that? There is. We have uh, great sponsors here at Prepping 2.0, EMP Shield. They have various devices, too, that I can think of that can protect your home and or your car from an EMP or a coronal mass ejection. You can also use them on your solar array, which is good to know. So when the lights go out. Not for you. Not for us. You can keep your power going, which is key, and you can keep your home going and your electronics safe. If you want to check them out, they're great folks. Go over to our website at prepping2-0.com. Look for the Friends and Affiliates page, and you will find them there, as well as they have a great little coupon code, Prepping 2.0, where you can get 50 bucks off each device. A couple quick announcements. Picnic Palooza in Missoula went smashingly well. We got to meet so many people. It was so much fun. I just ask you, the listener, this question. How many other podcasts have listener appreciation picnics? Zip. I'll wait. Zero, because nobody's as cool as Prepping 2.0. Another quick um, announcement is that uh, because we were doing our job correctly, we got a strike from YouTube and we're banned for seven days. That means we're telling the truth. And so if you listen to this show on YouTube, I highly recommend you go over to Rumble and uh, look us up there and you can find the Rumble link. The same videos. Prepping yeah, 2-0.com on the homepage. You can you know subscribe to us via Rumble. Same content without the censorship. Right. The, What's our, not to love? We put the same video that we put on mm-hmm. YouTube over on Rumble. So if that ever happens again, we had a few people let us know, hey, your YouTube page is down. Yep, go find it over on Rumble. We knew this was going to happen. We anticipated happening more in the future as well. Lurkers. Lurkers come out of the shadows. What's a lurker? A lurker is somebody who listens to the regular show, um, the free show, you know, Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, the radio. We're on several radio stations. And they, they aren't Patreon supporters, so they don't get the after show. They don't get to ask our guest questions. They don't get to hear the hilarious outtakes. And boy, do we have a great outtake for you on this show. Oh, my gosh. Because our guest is hilarious, by the way. And so uh, you can become a Patreon supporter. You can go to prepping2-0.com and click on the Become a Patreon Supporter button. It's two bucks a month or five bucks a month or more if you want. At the $5 level, you get video bonus shows, which as they imply are video bonus shows. And uh, that includes my KHNC radio show that I do every week. That's become quite a thing. KHNC has seen a spike in listenership because of this because it's so fresh so i highly recommend you become a patreon supporter and you stop being a lurker in the shadows well let's get into it if you're like us you've wondered if adding solar power to your home or bug out location pencils out because let's be honest money doesn't grow on trees energy from the sun is free but money ain't so our guest greg ingle has some answers for you you'll definitely learn a lot from this show so, Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a solar salesperson for the largest solar home solar sales installation company in the country called Solar America. Um, I live in Oklahoma, but I sell and I travel basically all over the country, anywhere I need to go. Um, because I, I think 
at the end of the day, freedom is comes with power and power comes with freedom. And solar is the number one way right now. Granted, could change in the future, but right now solar's the number one way to go if you want to truly be independent. Yeah, and what's an overview of why solar power, more specific than you just were, which was great. It was good to start off in a general sense. What's an overview of why solar power might make sense for listeners to consider? And this gets into the whole penciling out thing I mentioned. When it comes to solar right now, with all the tax credits out there, and it, granted, there's a 26% tax credit through the end of the year federally, and each state's got their own tax credits, but you're gonna spend the money anyway. There's an absolutely no way outside of, you know, an EMP or CME, there's no way people are going to live without power. Average utility rates are going up supposedly 9 to 12%. From being on the ground per kilowatt hour, that's totally untrue. They're going up closer to double or triple the amount. I mean, just in Oklahoma in the last week, I've seen the average go from $0.07 cents a kilowatt hour to somewhere between 13 and 26 cents a kilowatt hour. So that $100, $200 electric bill that you had a year ago is now turning into two, four, six hundred $600. And I have seen personally in the last two weeks a $1,400 electric bill. So wow. when you're talking about infrastructure, preppers as a whole, we, we believe that we have contingency plans for everything. We layer everything but somehow it becomes this, this gap to where, well, solar's a green thing, and that's, but it's not true. I sell more solar systems to, I mean, you're talking 90 to one to people who are worried about the grid going down. They're worried about having power. And, you know, down south, it's 102 degrees right now. How are you gonna live without air conditioning? And there's a lot of companies out there, there's a lot of, Things that get said, and I don't want to say, you know, people are lying or out of ignorance, but there's some real honesty that needs to happen in the solar community. And that's what I try and give people of going, if you're going to, if you want X, Y, and Z, there's not necessarily a cheap option. That being said, if you're paying three, four, five hundred $500 a month right now, you can get a solar system for less than that per month. And that's the penciling out we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you make a great point. You're either going to pay a utility company, which is a a bloated crony capitalist, you know, public private partnership thing, or you can uh, basically pay this, the, you know, you and pay less and, and have control over your own situation. So there you go. Well, we're going to ask some Patreon questions if that works for you. Send it. All, All right. right. Send it. I love so it. So I'm going to start with the first one here from Joe McDonald. He asked the question, is there a formula to determine how many panels plus batteries are needed to deliver X kilowatt hours? Everyone grab your pencil because I think a formula is coming our way. <laughs> yeah. There is a formula. However, there is a formula before the formula. Aha. That's because why we have you on instead of us trying to do this. Yes. <laughs> Well, because the amount of panels out there, the amount of different panels, the panels I sell and the inverters I sell are made in San Antonio. Oh, my goodness. Not China. No. Oh, goodness. Thank you. People are made. It's made in San Antonio, Texas, because as everybody learned in 2020, if you have a a bigger corporation, a bigger brand, a bigger, I mean, one of the big panels out there is LG. There's a lot of people selling LG panels. They are not made in America. If something goes wrong, you are shipping from overseas. That being said, a 390 watt panel, 410 watt panel, it all that that math and that equation turns into what panel are you using? What inverter are you using? Because in the commun- in the solar world, everybody's trying to get what's known as offset. What is the amount of percentage to offset your grid reliability? Obviously, you want 100% offset to make sure that you are not, or that you're producing more than you're actually taking from the grid. Certain batteries 
also give you the option to reduce the amount of offset. So I can build a system for somebody with my technology, knowing that I can get 82% offset, put a battery, one single battery on there for critical load and have it make up that 18% offset. So there's a, there's, it gets real numbers heavy real quick, but with the amount of technology out there, it all is determined on what panel you're using, what inverter you're using, and really what battery you're using because you are taking three components of a system that you could swap in and out with hundreds of different options. And some panels, you might need 48 panel. I did a system last week and another company had come out there and told him he needed 65 panels. Well, I came out there and with my panels and my systems, he only needed 27. So it becomes a very, very variable game to say, is there a clear cut, you, you know, add this to this to this to tell you how many panels and how many batteries you need? There's not because it is all determined on what is A, what is B, and what is C. And that you change one aspect of that and you change the direction of which the panels are facing based off your location. And you could need more panels based off of just the direction of the sun. You know, it sounds so critical to have somebody like you involved. And before we wait until the end of the show to give out your contact information, we're going to let folks know now and at the end of the show. So if they don't um, have a pen and paper, which for uh, millennials and Gen Zs, paper is like a computer screen that you can hold in your hand. It's made out of trees of all things. And a pen is this weird thing that ink comes out. It's kind of like a computer well, screen. Well, think junk mail. Yeah, think junk mail. That's right. So you're Greg Ingle, I-N-G-L-E, on Facebook. And yes, uh, if there are several Greg Ingles on Facebook, again, with an I, not an E, because you're not like the Marx and Ingle, um, that, not that Ingle. No. That guy was a communist. <laughs> That's right. So Greg Ingle with an I on Facebook, and look for, if it says, like, what area, look for Oklahoma. Your cell phone number, which you're very brave to give out, but I can tell that you want to help people get on solar and you do you do work all across the country. So, you you know, if you're outside of Oklahoma, this will still work is four zero five seven four seven like the airplane zero one two zero. That's four zero five seven four seven zero one two zero. Don't send Greg any inappropriate pictures. But again, the prepping 2.0 listeners, they're not into that kind of weird stuff. So I don't think you're going to have that problem. So I just wanted to give out your contact information at the outset. So our next question comes from David Hilton. He says, perfect. Thank you. We know we are. No, I'm kidding. He says, uh, how much power do batteries of various sizes give off? We think maybe our solar provider is just trying to sell us a bigger battery, 10,000 kilowatt hours plus. And the Tesla Powerwall is so expensive. So how much power do batteries of various sizes give off? That seems like a wide open question that's going to have some meaty information in your answer. It, it is a wide open question. Okay. If I build a system, I will not build a system below a 10 kilowatt battery. Because the when you get into the real technical aspects of it, the off the the benefit cost analysis of getting a smaller battery for 80% of the price of what you could get a 10 kilowatt battery for doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That being said, there's a lot of companies out there that this, we do not do this. I have never done this. I will never do this. I think this is shady, but you get, they get you hooked and what they do is they come out and they say, okay, we can get you, you know, a $30,000, $40,000 system. And, and they look at them and they go, okay, well, that makes sense because at that point, the price offset is so much different between what you're actually paying in your electric bill to, versus what you're paying in solar that I think it becomes a bait and switch. Are they doing it on purpose? I don't know. Maybe they, maybe their reps aren't trained right. I, I can't speak for it, but I know that I go out there and they say, yeah, I bought a system from X, Y, and Z, and they told me it was good. And then that turned into, now I'm still getting an electric bill every month. And then I put it in, and I'm like, okay, let me figure this out. Look at their battery. Look at their connections. Look at their grid. 
And it's obvious from the get-go that if they were using the same amount of power a year ago, two years ago, whenever the system was installed, as they're using right now, then that system wasn't built to that level. And then they called their solar company and they go, hey, why am I still getting an electric bill? They said it sells right back out there. And there's some conversation to the effect of, well, it's called the solar phenomenon. And the solar phenomenon does exist because when you get panels, you don't think about turning the AC down anymore because, well, you're not paying the electric company. You have solar panels, right? So you inadvertently are going to use more energy when you first get on solar because in your head, you're making your own power. You're not paying anybody for it, et cetera. That being said, if you're building a system at 80 to 85% offset with a battery, a 10 kilowatt battery, you should have enough buffer room of three to 5% in there to not notice it. But when you're other people are coming out building systems that are 40, 50% offset, and this is an industry where a lot of people don't know what we're talking about when we come to their house. How many kilowatt hours do you use? I, I don't know. My bill's $171 a month. Well, okay, let me see your bill. Because without having that correct, everything else just gets thrown out the window. Or something else I've seen is how many hours of daylight or how many hours of sunlight do you get a day? Well, the average person is going to look up and say, Oh, I mean, eight, eight to 10, you know, in the summertime, 12, you can't, that is not an accurate calculation based off of how much light those panels can absorb because the average calculation should always be five and a half hours a day. Don't ever calculate the average amount of sunlight five and a half, more than five and a half hours a day, because during the winter time, it's got to get to a certain pitch, a certain angle based off the direction your panels are facing. And then you get to moments of time of you've got companies that are coming back out there saying, oh, well, you need to buy another system. You need to, you need to buy this. You need to buy that. And that's where it comes to call me, text me. You know, even if you're in a state that I can't get to, I will put it in my system because my system works worldwide. I can pull any satellite images of any house worldwide and I can build a system on your house. So, before you go spend money, ask me a question because sometimes they might be serious. They, they might, well, you're using more power. A lot of the other times I've seen your systems underbuilt from the beginning and now it turns into a, let's make some more money. And that's, that's the part where it's, I think you can be honest and build people what they need and not try and bait and switch them eight, 10 months later. Well, I'm going to throw you a curveball. This is not one of the Patreon questions, but what you're saying uh, leads me to this question. We have propane as our primary heating source, and our electric bills are pretty steady at about 120 to 150 bucks a month. Would that be a factor? I mean, I think it would be because if the starting point really for the penciling out analysis is what are your utility bills, um, then then maybe if you're like us and you have lower electric bills. Although that propane can get pretty spendy, um, and, and you're not the propane guy. Propane and propane accessories. <laughs> yes. Oh, he said it. I was going to say it. <laughs> oh, we have a couple comedians, and that's what the problem is. So anyway, um, I mean, address that, because I bet a lot of listeners out there, candidly, don't have $400 electric bills. Maybe they do if they live on the East Coast or something. But I mean, my guess, I guess, I'll boil it down to a question. Even if you have a relatively modest electric bill, is solar still an option? Does the penciling out still work? It's just maybe a smaller system that it takes to take out that $170 electric bill? Uh, this, yes, and this is why. At minimum, minimum public public private partnerships most if not all at this point i have not found one that is not most electric companies are unioned every single year they are going to go up give or take three to five percent if you believe that based off real world numbers right now i i i don't know how to help you because real world numbers is they're going up 15 to 30 percent month over month now that being said, if you have, if you want to use simple numbers, say you're going to get a 10% inflation rate, 
in utility over the next three to five years. If your electric bill is uh, simple math, $200 a month, that means this time next year, it's going to be 220. So what are you, what are you doing now that's going to hedge against inflation? Because to me, and this goes back into life of panels, anytime I sell a system, that panel is warranted with no out-of-pocket cost for 25 years. The actual nice. lifetime system warrant, the actual lifetime expectancy of the panels I sell are 40. Well, I'm 31. At 40 years from now, I technology is going to change. Things are going to change. Everything's going to change. Can you lock in your electric bill with your electric company even at $200 a month? No, you can't. You're renting power. There is no way outside of solar and some aspect wind, but there's no way outside of solar and wind right now, unless you can put a nuclear reactor in your basement. Don't try that. I did. Stop, I had do the it. police come. It was very, very unpleasant. You no longer lawsuits. have a basement. Yeah. It's, it's got an evidence tag all around it. Yeah. Now. Hmm. Th- there's so many, I have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Can you send me the blueprint? No. <laughs> um, but how are you going to hedge against inflation? Yeah. Because inflation is going to happen, especially, you know, with the current monetary policy of the United States. Inflation is bound to happen. And every single electric company has to pay their linemen. They've got to pay maintenance. And if you take somewhere between a quarter mile to half mile of a grid down to improve it, the running average is that costs about $750,000 for the electric company. Well, how are they going to make up for that money? They're going to raise rates off what they look at as something you can't get off of. Because especially down south, a lot where I work, it's solar has got a bad name. You know, it's that green energy deal. AOC. It's, yep. it's, uh, yeah, it's AOC. And it gets turned into, well, I'm not buying that because that's, the other side of it is that's what they're counting on. Right. And Interesting. as long as they, there's political ties to this. If you walk out and you get somebody that looks at you like a year ago, I never would have done this. Okay. Why? Well, because I'm not supporting their green new deal. I'm, I'm not either. The other side of that is, do you want to be legitimately independent? Because electric companies, whether people realize it or not, are still very, very much government. If you don't believe that your private electric company can and is told what to do by the government, you're not paying attention. That is a great note so, to yeah, stop we you need right to, there. We need to pause you for just a moment, given the hard breaks on our show. That's a great place. So real quick, before we go into the break and continue this conversation, I want to give a great shout out to our great sponsors, Jared Savick over at Red State. He Dash. came to Picnic Palooza. He was at Picnic Palooza, redstate-realtors.com. If you're t- wanting to check out Tennessee, you can find Lizzie McDaniel there as well. Uh, Katie Armour, great sponsor. Backwoods Home Magazine. My Kind CBD. Numana Foods. Mm-hmm. Awesome folks over there. And Minuteman Coffee, which is the reason why I'm so perky right now. You can find all of our uh, great sponsors at our website, prepping2-0.com, at the Friends and Affiliates page. Folks, we have so much more to talk about on the other side of the break. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. 
EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Love America and a great cup of coffee? At Minutemen Coffee, we're passionate about our freedom, liberty, and exceptional coffee. Minutemen Coffee is a nationally recognized specialty coffee roaster, offering small batch roasted coffee for the people. Our heritage line is something for everyone, featuring dark, medium, and light roasts that are bold but not bitter, and offered in whole bean, drip, and K-pods. Our liberal tears decaf also packs bold flavor for those who want delicious, satisfying coffee any time of the day. Plus, a portion of Minutemen Coffee sales goes to first responders and veteran-focused charities. And check out our coffee club for free shipping, 15% off, and the freedom to choose your roast grind quantity and how often you want it delivered. Shop online at MinutemenCoffee.com and use promo code FREEDOM at checkout for 15% off your first order. And have the freshest, most delicious coffee in the country delivered right to your door. Go to MinutemenCoffee.com. That's MinutemenCoffee.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. We're learning a ton from solar consultant Greg Engel. As usual, this segment will end just as the conversation gets going, but Patreon supporters will get to hear the whole show in what we call the after show. But first, Glenn has some thoughts for you. I had a client, potential client for my law firm, call me uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, there's a problem going on. I won't go into the details, but basically there are some police officers who are protecting a uh, drug informant and the drug informant made some false allegations against uh, this person who called me. And there's a history of other good people in the area um, confronting the drug dealer and being charged with uh, brandishing a weapon and other stuff because it appears that the police And uh, this isn't all police. I think this is an isolated incident. The police apparently are protecting this informant and trumping up charges like brandishing a weapon. Well, is the informant enjoying the freedom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, before he's visited by the people he's snitching on with uh, a dull chainsaw, which is his ultimate end. But anyway, that's not the point of this Mm -hmm. story. Uh, as glorious as that would be for this guy. Um, The point of the story is I couldn't give this guy legal help because I don't do criminal law, but I did give him some practical help that may end up being more important than my legal advice. I said, if you're in a situation where you're gonna be falsely accused of brandishing a weapon or this guy comes to your house and you have to shoot him, you need US Law Shield. US Law Shield is concealed carry self-defense insurance. And it's tailor-made for situations like this where you're completely innocent and you have to answer criminal and potentially civil charges. U.S. Law Shield has a team of amazing lawyers, top-notch, not, you know, yellow pages lawyers. These are great lawyers that will defend you for free. It's about 100 bucks a year. 
for the coverage. And uh, I thought it was a perfect illustration of why having U.S. Law Shield is important. You don't know if that new guy moving into your neighborhood is a drug informant and you're going to have to deal with trumped up charges. So consider that and consider U.S. Law Shield. Well, this is our time to do our Firearms Radio Network podcast spotlight. We are proud affiliates of the uh, Firearms Radio Network, uh, and we uh, highlight one of their other shows. This one is Who Moved My Freedom? There's a famous book about how people react to change called Who Moved My Cheese? It's from the perspective of a mouse. I know it sounds silly, but it's a really good book. And uh, so that's where he got the name Who Moved My Freedom. Hank Strange hosts it. He's a great guy. I've been on his show. It's a hoot. So consider Firearms Radio Network and going and listening to one of their 28 affiliate shows called Who Moved My Freedom. So we're going to jump back into on our next Patreon question for Greg Ingle, who is a great... If you haven't listened to the first half of the show, you've missed out. Great wealth of knowledge and information on solar arrays and solar um, setups. So I think this is a great question. Um, what would be, because we all face this. Andrew Freeman. From Andrew Freeman. What would be the simplest and cheapest setup for being able to keep chest freezers going? That be, okay. The simplest and cheapest setup to keep something that going is hey call me but <laughs> i mean the, lo- the longer answer to that is depends on the chest freezer it depends on yeah. keeping going for how long it depends on how reliable is your grid now it depends on i mean you there's a there's a line in there of saying it could be and and i put this in monthly perspectives because i understand the sticker shock behind well what are you tell me you need a hundred thousand dollar system but i guess <laughs> but it's over 25 years but the other side of that is how many chest freezers? How many, how big are these chest? I mean, are you trying to keep five KitchenAid commercial freezers going for, you know, through the end of eternity? Because that's going to be significantly more costly than the one single, you know, 20 cubic inch freezer you get at Lowe's for two days. Because in reality, you could do it with one a system and one battery that's set up for critical load mass. Because... The thing people fail to realize about solar systems is if you're at 100% offset and the grid goes down, even without a battery, you're still going to have power during the daytime. At least, let me caveat that with the way I set them up, the way I build them, you're still going to have power during the daytime. The only reason for that battery at that point is overnight. That being said, do I believe that batteries should be in every single system? Yes, I do. Because you have no idea during a snowstorm, during a, you know, at, uh, let's say below average sunlight day, like in Oklahoma, you're going to get four, five, six days in May where it's going to be tornado alley and you're going to have not the best sun out there. You're not going to get the best sunlight to your panels. The other side of that is, can I build a system that can keep four or five, six KitchenAid commercial freezers going for three or four days afterward? Yes, I can. But that, that's why I say it's all so dependent on the technical specifications of each system that to look up and say $20,000 will do it, I don't know. It could, but that doesn't mean it couldn't be $120,000. That... But I will tell people this too. The most expensive system I have ever sold for a residential house was $148,000. And it's a 5,000 square foot or almost 6,000 square foot house. Their monthly payment was 448. Their electric bill before we went out there was about 790. So do the math. To build something with, to build something with preppers in mind. And that's, that's part of why I love doing this is in this industry, there's a lot of salespeople who are the green energy people. And I have told the vice president of my company, the sales national sales director, I'm not selling to those people. I'm selling to the people that know what's coming. That want to live. That want to live because there's a lot of preppers out there. And I see this on forums and Reddit and all these different websites all the time. Oh, well, if the grid goes down, I'll just live without power. We Uh did it a hundred years ago. Yes, and 100 years ago, 
they built houses totally differently. They built homes with the idea that there was no power, that power wasn't guaranteed, that air conditioning wasn't really a necessity. It was a luxury. The homes you're building now are not, they're hot boxes. They are not guaranteed. They're not built or guaranteed to live without power. We've become a world where power is a necessity and the electric companies know that. Right. So when you're starting to pull back and you, you will get some pushback from homeowners associations and electric companies. And that's where having somebody in your corner where you've got their number and we show up to the HOA and we're like, look, you're going to do this. You cannot legally tell them no. Hmm. That's, that's where having an advocate in your corner working for a company, unlike some of the bigger well-known name brand companies, you can buy their products all day long. Who are you going to call when, when your HOA says, no, you can't do that? Wow. Yeah, and by the way, that, that romantic vision of living without electricity because they did 100 years ago, the life expectancy 100 years ago was about 20 years shorter than it is now. So it's not all peaches and cream. So, and show me yeah. some. Well, and as I think about this freezer thing, we've had conversations with people not on the show, on the show, when that freezer goes out because of whatever reason – if one of our freezers went out, it would be two to three thousand dollars worth of food. Mm-hmm. So put that in, factor that in. Put that in your penciling, mm-hmm. you know, as you think about that. Because meat the, insurance, meat insurance. So yeah, when you hear twenty, thirty thousand dollars, well, be sure to buy an item that. So let's well, go into the our next, next question. question. Is from SS, and he or she says, "I have a well that our well guy tells me would need a gas generator of four hundred watts peak, three thousand five hundred watts running to run my well." In order to hook up solar, I know I would need a type of manual generator transfer to run the well on gas or solar. What kind of battery slash inverter setup would I need to do this by solar instead of gas? Great practical question. Okay. I, well, and I, this goes into practical because I have a well. I, I live on 160 acres in the middle of nowhere. And when I did solar, the entire reason I have a job in this industry is I started shopping for solar and that turned into, okay, there's two types of inverters. Let's go down the inverter rate. There is a central inverter and there's a micro inverter. Micro inverters are per panel. Central inverters are like the old Christmas lights. One panel goes out, everything goes out. If you put, and I can only go off my systems because, well, I have one on my home. If you put, my system in there, it all would work literally turnkey to based off the wattage of the panel and the microinverter on the back of it, because I do all microinverters. I, and they are all made in San Antonio, Texas, because a central inverter, I have cattle, a cow steps on a panel, the entire system goes down. My entire system was built off the aspect of if the grid goes down and doesn't come back up because somebody in another country decides they want to hit some keys on a keyboard and shut it all down again, I still want to be able to have water for my children, my cattle, my crops. That's, that's me. So in reality, all you need is a basic system. If you're just trying to run a well, you need one to two panels with microinverters on the back and you'd be fine. And what does that cost ballpark? Uh, give or take 15 to 2,500 bucks. Oh, yeah. there you go. That's pretty I, I mean, reasonable. I, I mean, I've got a, I've got a specific well set up that can run up to three wells for about $8,500 that I put on my house because I've got multiple, you know, I layer my, I layer my water. <laughs> Excellent. So, That's a great idea. Great idea to layer your preps. I wonder where you came up with that. By the way. Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. You're a longtime listener. We haven't even mentioned that of Prepping 2.0. And uh, so, uh, uh, yes. Go episode ahead. Episode three. Episode three. My go. goodness. That was December 19th, 2018. That episode was a lifetime three. ago. Episode three. Wowza. Okay. So. So I think that was a good answer for SS's question. Yeah, the next so is. Shelby. The next question. Um, and I like the little commentary that happened after that. Lou Avery asks two questions, at least, from me. How can you protect your, your solar setup from an EMP? 
one. Number two, what might be a good backup to the solar? And of course, somebody came in and said EMP shield, of course, to which I agreed wholeheartedly. But Lou Avery asked the very practical question because we layer things here. Are there other options just in case EMP doesn't work out? So, and those backup are, to solar. Yeah, backup to the backup, right? I, and this is, it's going to sound like I got paid to say this, but I did not. I have not found a better solution besides EMP shield to protect against an EMP. Oh, wow. I, for cost, ana- cost analysis versus, well, I mean, you can put your entire system under a Faraday gate. I mean, how much are you willing to spend to, to go 100% good to go? And being out there, because that's, that's my thought of, you know, what happens if somebody ex- makes a high-altitude nuclear explosion that causes an EMP? How do I protect this? I haven't found something out there better than EMP shield. Now, that being said, what's the backup to the backup? Well, number one, solar is your backup because in most, most states, most places, you will never legally be able to totally disconnect from the grid. Even in certain states like Oklahoma does not have a law that says, well, you have to be connected to the grid. However, most municipal, county, most smaller governments do. So if you live in town and you have this, you want to have solar and just say, you know what, electric company, take your crap, get out of my house, leave me alone. They won't do it. They're going to say, well, it's a domicile. Therefore, you have to be connected to the power grid because what happens if your solar goes down? What happens if your solar goes down is you call your solar guy and we send somebody out there and we fix it within a week <laughs> versus I mean, we had snowmageddon here last year. I didn't have power for three weeks. Didn't so, have regular power. Grid didn't power. have didn't have grid power for yeah. three weeks. And that was that moment of, yep, this is this is where this changes right now. Now there I have a friend of mine who, full disclosure, he is a friend. He does so wind systems. And he will openly admit that the efficiency versus solar versus wind is I'll win all day long. The actual efficiency solar versus wind power is I'm going to beat him every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Right. And I know there's people out there, well, the max efficiency of a solar panel is 22%. That, that's give or take correct, depending on the panel, depending on the technology, depending on where it's built. However, with that being said, the max real efficiency of wind power is somewhere around eight. Yeah, and I think wind power can easily be dismissed. I mean, it's cool. It's fun to watch videos on YouTube. It's fun, sort of the hobby aspect of prepping to think, wouldn't it be cool if? But wind is so variable and, you know, it's just, it's not a practical, in my opinion, a practical source of energy. I mean, forget the technology part. I'm not even getting into the whole wind generator and battery part of it because I don't know anything about it. That's a good reason to not offer opinions when you don't know something (laughs) about something. But um, just the whole question of the power source being so unpredictable. We should probably cruise through some more of these. Before we do, I wanted to ask you a question that I have. And you were talking about laws that require you to be hooked up to the grid. And I guess that would mean just hooked up in the sense of having an an account. You know, it doesn't mean you have to use their power. But that gets into the question of, and I'm going to butcher the terms here, and you can correct me, Greg. It seems that there are two kinds of solar systems, not the whole question of whether Pluto is a planet, not that kind of solar system, but two solar systems. (laughs) One is where you have a battery that stores electricity, and the other one, and, and we actually have a friend who has one of these systems, all his system does is when it produces excess power, it throws it back into the grid and then he can conceivably get electrical bills for, you know, minus $40, right? It's like a credit. And so there's no storage is what I'm saying of power when it goes back into the grid. I just wanted to have you comment on that dichotomy. I think that in my opinion, and I'm curious what you think, preppers really need the battery storage because that's the whole ball game. Having uh, an electric bill of minus $40 doesn't do you much good when your freezers full of expensive beef are, are thawing, right? Yeah. I, and that's what you need to look at. And it, it's, this is my job nine times out of 10 is figuring out what your electric company solar policy is. 
because a lot of places do what's known as one for one, which means if you make, if they're charging 13 cents a kilowatt hour, then they will reimburse you if you push it back on the grid at 13 cents a kilowatt hour. That being said, even with a battery, once your battery's full, any excess power made that you're not consuming gets pushed back. So it is an oh. entire, yeah, it's an entire system of figuring it out because if you're, say you're producing 20,000 kilowatts and you're only, your battery holds, you know, 10 and you're only using eight. So where's the other 2,000 kilowatts go? Those it's electrons, back on the, the electrons need to go somewhere because they don't like being contained. <laughs> exactly. It has to go somewhere. And that is the point of, I, when I come out and I figure out and I, I have sold systems out of state off of zoom and never been there until they get installed. I go figure out what your electric trade-off is because right now, Oklahoma, Texas, there's a lot of one for one. Well, you go down towards Florida, Alabama, where there's greater incentives to get solar. A lot of these electric companies are saying, okay, well, we'll give you 0.25 to one. So if they're charging 20 cents a kilowatt hour, well, when you're pushing it, anything you push back on that grid turns into, they're paying you five cents a kilowatt hour. At that point, it makes more sense to say, okay, get two batteries because the offset of what you're sending back doesn't pencil out to what you're making. Makes so why sense. not store it? Yeah, those that's are my electrons, daggammit. Yes. Yes. And that's an, it becomes an entire system issue of can you make money by sending it back to the grid well i mean if, if your one goal in life is to not have a power bill then yes as a prepper from a prepping perspective get batteries and get as many batteries as you can logistically afford i mean i wouldn't i, I wouldn't ever give somebody bad financial advice and say you know get something you can't afford but batteries are only going to get more expensive as time goes on there is absolutely no doubt in my mind batteries are going because I have seen three price increases on our batteries this year. Well, and they require rare earth minerals, which are um, contained in areas controlled by the Chinese in Africa. It's called colonialism, China. Wake up and smell the colonialism. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> and, and so, no, and that's that's a really good point. You're giving me some thoughts that I never had. And I went into this very minimally informed about solar which is one of the reasons i was so excited when i saw your facebook postings and and hit you up to be a guest i was like yeah that's one of the things shelby and i talk about all the time we learn so much from our guests it's, it's like we're not doing it for the listeners we're doing it for ourselves we're selfish but um well jim and, and it's yeah. that it's that catch-22 of solar isn't simple no it's, it's not there is you cannot go out there and you know, I like to say I have at least five master's degrees from YouTube University. <laughs> Where'd you get that line? But, That's pretty brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one guy, he wrote some books. <laughs> um, but you, you, you can't learn this off of YouTube or Google or it's, it's because it's so complex and it's not, you can take the exact same system at a house, go next door and I'm talking identical homes, identical power, identical everything. And one little factor in there is going to change the entire system. There's solar systems are wholeheartedly like human beings. You know, there is only there's every single one is different. And at the same time, there's only two genders. You can either be on the grid or you can be on solar. Pick one. Exactly. So I'm going to um because we're going to go into the after show, and we only have a couple minutes. I'm going to I'm going to ask uh, Paul Burke's question because sure, a little out of order, but it's a good short one. I think it's a good short one, and I think it'll leave us with a good chuckle. So Paul Burke asks: Are Harbor Freight solar panels worth buying? And Scott W says <laughs> no, and I'm going to guess I know what Greg Ingalls going to say. Yep. <laughs> um, um, I are Wish.com tourniquets worth buying? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, would you bet, are you going to bet your life on it? Right. Because, I, look, I, I, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. There are plenty of things I have bought from Harbor Freight, and I have plenty of scars on my knuckles to prove why I will never do it again. <laughs> that being said, you get into 
different types of panels and i will promise you this harbor freight is a whole lot like the u.s government the cheapest bidder wins and i wouldn't bet my i wouldn't bet my life on the cheapest bidder yep i think well and i think for for silly little things like you know powering uh I, I don't know. We use we've used them to power like our our game cams or whatever so for silly yeah. little yeah. things. Very like- very well. How about this? Um, and go ahead and you f- can feel free to use this line if you want, Greg, because it's going to be pretty <laughs> awesome. So I've built up expectations. It seems to me <laughs> Harbor Freight panels might be worth powering something that you don't actually need, like that karaoke machine, something like that. Yeah, Maybe I, that's what Harbor Freight panels are good for. The way I look at solar systems as a prepper, I'm betting my life on this. Yes. I'm betting my life. Preppers have this this mentality of, well, I'm going to have my food, and I'm going to have my water, and I'm going to have my self-defense items, and I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to figure out how to make X, Y, and Z off of YouTube so in case the Chinese ever come rolling down my driveway, we can make Red Dawn look like child's play. (laughs) Well, if you're two weeks, three weeks in without power – and the Chinese come rolling down your driveway, you're not going to make Red Dawn look like anything. You're nope. going to walk up. You're going to be exhausted. Yep. So at that point, what are you willing to bet your life on? That's if you a wouldn't great buy an IV kit or a tourniquet or something cheap off Alibaba or Wish.com or any of the you know shipping container websites, why would you go buy a solar system? Even beyond Harbor Freight, why would you go buy a system that wasn't made here? Hey, you know what? We need to cut you off because of a break before Shelby takes us out of this uh, regular show segment and into the after show. I wanted to mention that we're going to have part two of this. There were so many great Patreon questions. We're going to have a second episode with Greg on to answer all the Patreon questions. That being said, Shelby... Well, let's, Greg, really quick. Yes, please, Greg. Tell us how people can reach reach you to ask for their questions real quick. The easiest way is call me or text me. My cell phone number is 405-747-0120 or find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook name is Greg J. Ingle, so because there's about 50 Greg Ingles. So find me on Facebook or call me or text me. If I don't answer, I will get back to you, I promise. That's awesome. So, folks, just like um, you know, we're going to take this into the after show and continue a few more questions. And we're going to have a part two on this coming up soon. But just like we always talk about from Benjamin Franklin, founding one of the, our founding fathers of our country and a great inventor, by the way, I, th- I think he would be very pleased. He probably would invent solar systems. He's bummed that he didn't yeah. invent them. But he um, the left- lightning with the with the key on the kite. That was that was impressive. That was, that was worth it. Yeah, but it's yeah. not really like a solar system to uh, power your whole home and save electrical bills. Sorry, Ben, you've been beaten. Yep. So, but he did Try leave harder. Us, left us with great words to consider every week. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Folks, have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.